You are listening to the Holland Zealand Pickleball Podcast. This is the Holland Zealand Pickleball Podcast, a place to talk about all things pickleball in our local community, get to know some of the people who have helped expand this sport in our area, and be in the know of what's happening. If this sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Brian Borsma, and let's get to this week's episode. Hi, this is Bruce. Pickleball is a sparkling rockin' sport. Hi, my name's Michelle. Pickleball is an adrenaline rush. Hi, this is Tag Pickleball Rocks. Hey, everyone. My name is Kurt Nadervelt, and I think pickleball is an excellent uh, way to get exercise along with a great social uh, time to be able to make new friends here in the West Michigan market. Hi, my name is Caleb, and I think pickleball is awesome. Hi, my name is Sam. Pickleball is a great sport, not only for exercise, camaraderie, but I've met hundreds and hundreds of great people. It's an amazing sport. It's good for you. Try it. Hi, my name is Joni, and I think pickleball is therapeutic. Hi, my name is Trish. Pickleball is a very fun addiction, and it's healthy, too. My name's Mark, and I think pickleball is awesome! Welcome back to the Holland Zealand Pickleball Podcast. This is really, truly the first episode. Last week was sort of an introduction. Uh, This week, we sort of get into things. And before we get into today's episode, here's a brief word from today's sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Juice Plus Perform, plant-powered nutrition tailored for performance. More than just a protein shake developed to support an active lifestyle, this shake provides protein to build your muscles, B vitamins to support mental performance and energy production, beetroot and tart cherry to aid recovery and vitamin D to support bone health. Juice Plus Perform is a performance shake that works as hard as you do. This shake has a big plus. It supports multiple aspects of fitness performance with additional ingredients that other protein shakes simply don't have. This shake provides a high amount, 25 grams of soy protein per serving for muscle growth delivering 50% of the daily value of protein in just one shake. Enjoy Juice Plus Perform one hour before or up to two hours after you work out for maximum benefits. Juice Plus Perform tastes good on its own, but feel free to blend it with fresh fruit and vegetables or your favorite plant-based milk. Often before or sometimes after I play pickleball, work out, or officiate a basketball game, I will fuel up with Juice Plus Perform or one of the other plant-based products offered by Juice Plus. For more information on Juice Plus Perform, click the link provided in the show notes. Several weeks ago, I walked up the road to my neighbor's house to pick up my Prius following an oil change and general checkup. My neighbor, Mike, is a certified auto mechanic, and I trust him to service our family's vehicles. While there, I handed him my payment for his services and a packet of updated information about his home and property. Mike knows I'm a licensed real estate agent with Green Ridge Realty in Holland, 
And each year he knows I will provide him with an updated real estate review showing him the current market value of his home and property, as well as the state of our current market conditions. He sees me as a trusted advisor for his real estate needs. Each year I tell Mike, please don't move. You're my auto mechanic and you're a great neighbor. Mike knows this. And he also knows that with an updated real estate review in hand, he can make informed decisions about refinancing his home, making sure his home property tax assessments are accurate, and consider if the time is right to do any major renovations or projects around the house. If you, like Mike, would like a free, free, updated real estate review on your home, or would like to speak to me about your real estate needs, call or text me, 616-799-1784, 616-799-1784, or email me, by clicking the email address provided in the show notes. Welcome back to the show. Here's a bit of reflection and pondering to move us into today's show, a poetic quote attributed to the great American poet, Walt Whitman, read to you from Baseball, a literary anthology. It's our game. That's the chief fact in connection with it. America's game has the snap, go, fling of the American atmosphere, belongs as much to our institution, fits into them as significantly as our constitutions, laws, is just as important in the sum total of our historic life. What the game of baseball was to the American citizen in the 20th century, is pickleball becoming that for the 21st century? Time is yet to tell. And certainly it can't and won't be the same as what baseball was then. But for most of you listening to this podcast, and myself included, pickleball has become our game in becoming so important to the sum total of our historic individual lives. Each of us has a story of how we got started playing the game. A friend introduced us to it. A neighbor put a paddle in our hand, and each of us has a similar yet different reasons for showing up at the courts two, three, six days a week, dinking, serving, lobbying our way through the day. Because you are tuning into this podcast and willing to listen to me talk, I figure it might be helpful if you got to know me in some ways. It's not that I consider myself any more than, let's just say, anyone else, or that my story is worth listening to more than another's. It's just a place for us to begin. And further down the road, there will be plenty of others whose stories you'll hear. Stories, in many cases, far more interesting than my own. But for now, I'll begin with my own pickleball story. And to do that, I'll begin with another story of when I was younger, a sophomore in high school. So I got cut from the Holland High golf team. Who gets cut from golf? How bad do you have to be to not make the school golf team? I suppose it varies school to school and year to year based on the number of kids trying out. And that sophomore year that I decided not to play football but instead try out for golf, well, my sports schedule that fall was pretty short. I didn't make the team. 
The next summer, I was working as part of the grounds crew at Clearbrook Golf Course in Saugatuck. One of the perks there, working there, was free golf. After work one afternoon, I went out to play nine holes. Somewhere around the second hole after, oh, my third, fourth, fifth shot, having slammed my club into the ground and muttering words of self-beratement, I had the thought, either I need to stop playing golf altogether and maybe forever, or I, not, I, I need to stop keeping score and just play for fun. Since I wasn't quite ready to go home yet that afternoon, I decided I wouldn't actually keep score anymore that day, and I'd actually try to enjoy myself. Well, lo and behold, I did. Enjoyed myself. Had fun. It was the most peaceful, pleasurable experience I'd, I'd ever had playing golf. When I hit a bad shot, and I did, I'd drop another ball and hit it again. Or I'd say, oh well, whatever, who cares? And I moved on. And it felt good, freeing, really. Do you find that in your life, much like my own, you can identify thought patterns that have been there for a long time, sort of a replaying of, in particular, negative thoughts. Psychologists refer to this as rumination, replaying the same similar thought in your mind over and over again, much like a sheep or cow or deer or goat chewing ruminating on their cud over and over and over again, or a gerbil running inside a gerbil wheel, round and round it goes, but, but really going nowhere. That same thought that I had at Clearbrook Golf Course in June of 1994 was there, there too, on the pickleball court. In the fall of 2019, years later, I'd been playing pickleball for over a year at that point, my first experiences of playing the game were exhilarating. Some of you have had the same feeling. Rush, the rush of serving the ball, making your way to the non-volley or kitchen line. A hands battle begins with the ball speed increasing with each hit. The ball pops up right in front of you and whack. You slam it down into your opponent's court for a point. What a rush. And then you get to do it all over again. And we all know how wonderfully social the game can be. I mean, this past Monday morning, again, I showed up for play at, at MSA Lakeshore. And there were over 40 people there. Half of us were playing at a time while the other half sat and waited our turn just to get in again. Now, you would think that a bunch of people sitting around for their turn waiting to play would maybe be a bit of a detractor for most. Like, who wants to sit and wait? What shocked me was that most people, with their paddles in line, waiting, they were fully enjoying themselves, chatting, socializing with all their pickleball friends, which is what we do. Vince, he brought homemade fudge. Week before, he brought cookies. Bruce was telling me that uh, the same kind of thing happens for the men's ladder league in the summer over at Moran Park when guys sign up. They've, they actually end up having more guys sign up then there are slots available. And they've tried to come up with workable solutions like, hey, let's add another site and, and split up. Some of us will play over here this week. Some of us will play over there this week. 
or divide the group into maybe two time slots of 4.30 to 5.30, 5.30 to 6.30, that sort of thing. But the general consensus from the guys is they like being together and they want to just keep it as is. Let me get back to where I, I said I'd been playing pickleball for just over a year. I was starting to play with some uh, some people who played at a higher level, built uh, better skilled players. And I was beginning to understand that pickleball is more a strategy and finesse game than it is actually a power game. There were some skills and strategies I needed to learn in order to play more competitively at a higher level. And then the frustration began to creep into my game much as it did when I was a 16-year-old kid hacking a golf ball around the golf course. And there was a window of time where I said to myself, all right, either I keep the focus that this game that I play is, is just for fun, personal enjoyment, social interaction, or maybe I just need to stop and be done with it all that negative self-talk and those ruminating thoughts about how bad I play or how terrible I am. And, uh, well, those thoughts really needed to take a backseat in my brain so I could enjoy the game for what it is. Later that fall in 2019, I signed up to take a lesson with Larry Vanderroost of Spring Lake. I told Larry, I said, Larry, the... These guys are picking on my backhand dinks. They, they know it was a particular weakness of mine. They, they target me during the game, go to my backhand, and I, I just struggled to return the ball uh, consistently. Larry spent an hour with me helping me to discover some of the proper mechanics for hitting a backhand inning. And, and I left that session, just an hour, feeling a lot more confident, having gained a new skill that could actually improve my game. So I've been playing pickleball for, let's just say, what, three and a half, almost four years now. There have been some ups, some downs, but really, for the most part, it's been a hobby that's brought a ton of joy as, as I've met so many great people and have had, uh, you know, a physical outlet that can be as competitive as you want it to be. In the past year and a half, I've Played a few local tournaments. Those have been a ton of fun. But for me, it's just not something I've got my sights set on as sort of that thing that's driving me in all of this. Oh, by the way, I I do know that some of you are looking for a local tournament opportunity. You want to try your hand and see how you match up against some others from the area. You've still got a week before the registration deadline for the Salty Elf Tournament. Um, that's going to take place in Grand Rapids on January 1 and 2. And then for the podcast coming up on December 29, I'm going to be featuring the Salty Elf Tournament, taking a closer look at what makes this a great pickleball opportunity for our greater pickleball community. And oh, by the way, we've got 34 individuals from the Holland Zealand area currently signed up to compete in that local tournament. Pretty cool stuff. Now, as I mentioned earlier, at at this point in my own pickleball play, I I just don't have a strong desire to compete in tournaments. 
If I were to register for another tournament, I'd like to think I'll take a much more leisure approach to the whole thing. It's hard for me to do. I'm so competitive, but I think it'll just be more fun to go into it without taking it too seriously. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Where my real focus has been, though, of late, is in teaching and coaching pickleball. As many of you know, about a month ago, I became became a certified pickleball instructor through the PPR, Professional Pickleball Registry. To do this, I had to participate in a five-hour workshop with an instructor of someone who's kind of an instructor of new instructors. This guy flew up from North Carolina to lead the workshop with five of us uh, from various parts of the state. And as part of the workshop, we needed to conduct a lesson and be evaluated on the way in which we carried out that lesson. This was followed by a lengthy online exam that I, I actually had to study for and pass in order to be certified. Fortunately, I passed both exam and evaluation, and I became certified. This all started over a year ago, though, when I was starting to say things to myself and, and even then to my wife, like, I, I should teach pickleball. I think it'd be a lot of fun to teach others how to play pickleball or help them improve their game. I think I could be pretty good at coaching and instructing and teaching pickleball. Then this past April, while our family was in Florida for the week, the same thought came to me. One morning, I spent a few hours at the local court enjoying the open play that takes place there throughout the week. During one of the games, my partner, whoever it was, said to me, you've got a great third shot drop. How do you hit it so soft with such control? I remember responding, saying something like, well, thank you. Thanks for the kind words. It's, it's actually a shot I've been working very hard to refine and improve. And it was true. I had spent months practicing the third shot drop and drilling it. A couple things that were helpful for me in learning how to do it was, one, somebody suggested start at the non-volley line, hand toss a pickleball over the net into the opponent's non-volley zone. It, it sort of mirrors a traditional dink, if you can just imagine yourself a soft underhand toss, tossing the ball over the net. Then I'd step back, toss the ball over the net into the non-volley zone, and I'd step back, toss, step back, toss, step back, toss, until I was, let's just say, a foot or two behind the baseline, consistently tossing the ball over the net into the opponent's non-volley zone. And that helped build for me the muscle memory for a solid third shot drop. Secondly, I heard somebody say, you know, the net always wins. Meaning, I, I can hit a ball too high, quote-unquote, too high, worrying that my opponent will smash it back for a winner. But the truth of the matter is, you still have a chance to defend the smash or return it, or the chance that your opponent will smash the ball out. But if I hit a shot into the net, there's no chance. I lose that rally 100% of the time, 
With that advice, I began to put a little more arc on my third shot drop, and I wasn't quite as worried if I hit it, quote-unquote, too high. And the net result of that slight adjustment was that I was becoming more consistent in successfully hitting a quality third shot drop. So after the game with my new friend at the pickleball court in Florida, we stepped over to one of the vacant courts, and I had her practice those two things, hand-tossing the ball over the net, stepping back each time, hand-tossing the ball over the net. Then she grabbed her paddle, and we did the same exercise, hitting the ball over. When she left the courts that morning, I know for a fact she was feeling more confident with her game. And for me, it felt so great that I could help somebody else improve in that way. When I got pl- back from playing that morning, I, I told Melissa, I said, I got to start giving pickleball lessons. This is great. I can do this. And she was very affirming in that. Now, it's taken me several months to get to the point of being certified and begin giving lessons and coaching, but I'm doing it now several times a week, and it feels good. Several folks have signed up for lessons, and following our initial time together, the majority of them actually sign up for a second lesson. So something's working. And as many of you know, the beautiful thing of this game is that on one level, Yeah, it's so simple, right? Simple and basic. And yet on another level, it's quite complex and multifaceted. And most of us, as we seek to improve our own games, we're working to master the complexities. So on that note, I want to wrap up today's show with a tip to help you improve your game. Sometime this week, grab a friend, get out to a court, If it's decent enough to get outside, there together, work on your third shot drops. Begin by each starting at the non-volley line, hand tossing the ball over the net to your opponent's non-volley zone. After you successfully toss the ball three, let's just say three in a row, step back, repeat, do it again. And continue to do that until you're standing behind the baseline. Then grab your paddles and do the same exercise. After you're both feeling good enough about your drops, make a little game of it. Who of you can successfully drop the most out of 10 attempts into your opponent's non-volley zone? Next, maybe focus on the corners of their non-volley zone. Or how many out of 10 can, can you drop in the corner? Work on your backhand drops. Or another thing to do would be to place one, two, maybe three shirts Uh, or you can use a hat, or something that you place down on the court as a target that you're each aiming at and you need to hit to win your little game. Make it fun, competitive. Do all of this for an hour, and I guarantee you, you will be better at your third shot drop than when you started. Well, that's all for the Holland Zealand Pickleball Podcast for this week. I hope that was helpful. Just a couple little stories about myself as you get to know me. In the coming weeks, uh, tune in again. We're going to have some great guests on the show. I'm really excited about uh, things coming up. And the really cool thing about all of this is the fact that, again, this podcast is very, very much local. Holland, Zealand, that's our focus. 
So many of you are going to personally know many of the guests coming on the show. So tune in again. Make sure that you mention the show to any of your pickleball friends knowing they may just want to check it out too. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. So I'll get this posted next week for next week's episode. It's going to take you a week? I just, you guys are a rough crowd.